1: And you know, Dave and I are passionate about making your sex life the best it can be. We sure are, and you know we love talking
3: and learning about everything related to sex and sexuality, sexual health, and of course, sexual pleasure.
1: We love diving deep into the naughty, the taboo and the unknown. And we hope our discussion opens up your dialogue about great sex because, well, great sex matters and we all deserve it.
3: We sure do. Hey babe, yes. do you know I'm horny today? Really? It happens once in a while. All right. Should we get on with the show? All right. So do you ever wonder how couples fall into the swinging lifestyle? Does it happen organically? Shouldn't I say orgasmically? Organically? Or is it mapped out and executed with the plan?
1: On today's show, we're going to chat with three lifestyle couples as they share their journeys, their stories, and their experiences, exploring their sexuality and their sex lives to find out what works best for them
3: absolutely this is going to be one of those shows you want to listen to right to the end but as we do every show we want to take a minute to tell you about our must-have top waterproof blanket which now comes in four reversible colors because nobody wants to sleep in that wet spot and squirt is hot until it's not so if you're fed up with sleeping in that wet spot or having to change your sheets every time you have sex then you need one of our top waterproof blankets It's 100% waterproof and leak-proof, and it guarantees to keep your bed and mattress dry no matter how wet it gets.
1: From messy massage oils, silicone lubes, and all other sexy wetness, just throw it in the washer and dryer, and it comes out looking like brand new.
3: And now we have a new sexy pink and blue reversible blanket, both colors representing the ribbons supporting breast cancer and prostate cancer.
1: And to support the cause, we'll donate $5 from each blanket sold to a charity that helps cancer survivors get back in the sack. Because great sex matters, and cancer survivors deserve it too. And you don't have to leave your house to get one. Simply go to Amazon and search Top Waterproof Blanket. That's T-O-P, Waterproof Blanket, and order yours today. Great sex starts now.
3: Okay, enough with commercials. You know we're Carol and David. This is The Sexy Lifestyle, and we have a whole bunch of sexy people to be on our show today.
1: So we're on the Bliss cruise, sailing in the Caribbean with a whole bunch of wonderful people here. Three couples we've asked to join us today to give us their stories about how they've been in the lifestyle and what it means to them. So welcome to the show. We're going to talk to everybody. We have Jen and Eric, we have Laura and George, and we have Carly and Ron. Welcome, guys. So let's start with the first one. Here we go. Jen and Eric, tell us about how you discovered the lifestyle.
4: Well, um, we were—we um, had just moved to a new city, uh, transferred in the corporate life, and uh, haven't made a lot of friends yet. And um, so we—you uh, know—we had been married for 15 years, and prior to being married, we had a very active sex life, dating different people. So we—you know—so now all of a sudden we had been together for 15 years, only having sex with each other. So. Um, but we knew very little about the lifestyle, we knew very little about swinging and uh, one, one day I was reading an article in a newspaper on one of these underground newspapers and it was an ad, it was quite simple, it said how would you like to meet real fun exciting people that do events and get together and do fun things and I thought well that's kind of cool so I went to the website and it didn't take very long for me to realize like wow these are fun people. They do really fun things, you know. And um, it just goes to show you, even though I thought I knew my wife quite well, I never thought that she would be interested in doing anything like that. So what I did is I proceeded to print a couple pages from this website, it was a swingers club. And uh, I said, I said um, Jen, um, how would you, uh, I want you to read this and tell me what you think. And I was sure she was gonna, her response was gonna say, Are you kidding? Get this out of my face. But to my surprise, after she read the two pages, she said, uh, oh, interesting. Whoa. So I said, oh, okay." So I proceeded to keep printing more pages and having her read more stuff. And then finally she went on the website herself. And um, uh, so then we said, you know what, Uh, maybe someday we'll check out the club, you know, for something different to do. We're not gonna do anything but let's we'll check out the club so that day came where we decided let's go out on a Saturday night and check out the club and uh, so we proceeded we went to this club we were in the parking lot nervous as hell before you know going in there. what kind of people are we gonna meet is it gonna be weirdos uh, you know and to our surprise as we walked in it was very n- normal everyday people doctors policemen you know dentists all kinds of people and uh, uh, tend to, to In a nutshell, we had a great time. It was an off-premise, uh, off-premises club. We had the time of our lives. Um, we went home so horny that we were like rabbits.
5: I was going to say, we fuck like rabbits. And I was terrified to go in there. We met a couple. It made us so comfortable. they have been there for a long time. And, oh, my God, we it just spiced up our life. We couldn't wait to go back. So we were hooked after that first day. We didn't have an experience right away. But, oh, my God. But I'm from Montreal. Mon- I should say I'm from Montreal but I grew up uh, in a lifestyle where we went to strip clubs when we were teenagers people were half naked at regular parties so this was not a big step for us But but no turning back so when
3: you guys got home from this first party you know we always talk about the would we could we should we what did you want to go back and try the next time
5: well you know Eric got a got a blowjob on the dance floor which wasn't supposed to happen and I was fine with it it was like such a turn on after we got back we almost pulled over to the side of the r- road and had sex on the side of the road we couldn't make it home because it was a half hour drive and uh, we couldn't wait to go back but we wanted to have an experience but we were really scared it took us a few weeks but well, once we had that first one there was no turning back we loved it see uh,
3: even though we didn't so, have so let sex me, let, me, let me give you guys a chance to say how long have you been in the lifestyle now
4: um, 22 years 22 years 22 years
3: so like Carol and I when we found the lifestyle 15 years ago, there was no turning back. We found our tribe. Pun intended. And um, what we love the most about the lifestyle is the people, right? You like your right your red wine, right, Jen? But no, it, it's about the people and about the openness and about the honesty. And and yes, we have great sex as well. So I'm I'm. It, you guys were like us. You you walked into something you didn't know. And then the world just opened up to you guys.
4: It has definitely um, made our relationship stronger, very uh, a lot stronger. It was a very good relationship, but um, you have to have a strong relationship t- to get into this. And, uh,
1: yeah, absolutely. So we have Laura and George next. Let's hear your story about how you guys discovered the lifestyle.
6: Well, I'm going to start out letting Laura tell her story because she started out a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> and,
0: Um, I was introduced to the lifestyle through my father, who was in the lifestyle. Okay. And it was discovered, I just accidentally, it was discovered. I came over unannounced, and he was having a pool party. And and what age were you? I was 17. Okay. And um, he very quickly took me inside, and I I said, what's going on? And he just... um, let me let just told me what was going on and he said please don't think bad of me please and i said no i don't feel think bad of you at all it's you know it's your life it's so
3: so laura growing up we was your household very sexually open
0: um my parents divorced when i was four Uh my mother is very conservative my father not so much and before that, I used to call him the whore of South Beach because he was very, very promiscuous. You know, so and were you growing up? A little bit, yes.
3: <laughs> you remember the first time you had sex? Yes. Was it good?
0: Um, it was mediocre. But it didn't, it didn't stop me from there. But anyway, so I got very interested in what the whole lifestyle was—the swinging thing—and so. I decided to go to hedonism as a single female and be a unicorn, and that's how I actually put my foot into it. Um, as I got older, it's very difficult to find men who want to be a part of the lifestyle. Men I dated did not want to be in it, didn't want no, I'm not sharing you with anybody." and a little bit of that machoism. So it was very difficult um, and then you went out. So I kind of just faded off in the back. I ended up having my daughter, and life got in the way. And then I met George, who I'll let, he... Uh, hang, hang on,
3: we know your story. You didn't just meet George. You, you, you hooked George.
5: <laughs> I hooked
3: <him>. George. <laughs> well,
6: kind of in a roundabout way, yes. <laughs> For me, anyway, how I discovered the lifestyle was um, I used to have to go to work. Sometimes in the middle of the night, and there was a radio show that came out of a large metropolitan city. was called in a real life or sex life or something like that, and they talked about the lifestyle and about clubs that you can go to. And that seed was planted in the back of my mind. So, in my previous marriage, that would never have even brought up. And then things happened, and I met Laura, and well, we've known each other for 20 some odd years, and so then we finally got together. Five six years ago, and then so it was like opening up Pandora's box uh, for us. have you been
1: playing in the lifestyle, Laura, well before you met George, except for those few things you talked about? Yes, okay.
0: Just because I was a single mother, and so being so open, being a single mother, I didn't have that opportunity. She was my everything. So and being so open, you decided to to venture back into it again together. So we had a conversation. (laughs) We had a conversation. He uh, he was away at a, at a, on a trip, and he happened to be in New Orleans. And I said, "Oh, I said, well, I see, you know there's a lot of sex clubs in New Orleans." He's like, "How do you know that?" And I'm like, "Well, I used to go to <laughs> to New Orleans every summer, and go to their sex clubs and orgy clubs." And and he's like, "So that's how that conversation started." And then he said he had been in the lifestyle as well so it was right then a connection on that part
1: i want to hear from george about his first lifestyle
0: you were not with
1: your wife or your previous wife when you were in the lifestyle
6: yeah she's at the end she we kind of dabbled in a little bit and it was strictly just dabbling a little bit of kind of very soft stuff but she didn't really want to partake any. She so was ready, ready, to get out you of it. You met
1: with Laura, and she wanted to go dive right in.
6: Oh, absolutely, very much so. Yeah, okay. but I mean, there's more to it than just getting into the lifestyle. I mean, there's so many reasons why I end up loving Laura as much as I do. But lifestyle just is a small part of it.
3: Wow, very, very cool. We're gonna get into your first experiences in a second, but um, we want to talk to this young couple here, who we met, um, I guess, um, about a year ago. Um, Carly, Ron, how did, how did you guys? find out about this lifestyle? Well, first of all, I can't believe I'm on your show Uh because I'm confident that I'm your biggest fan. (laughs) And I will tell you that this show is very special to us because it's our sixth anniversary show and almost our 350th episode, and we decided to invite some of our really fun, close, sexy friends to join us. So thank you all for being here.
7: Absolutely. I listen to you every morning on my uh, hour-long dog walk in the mornings, and here I am. Um, I'm actually going to turn it over to Carly, because I think she's she's the genesis of our story together.
2: <laughs> I am definitely the naughty one in the family. Uh, where should I begin? Uh, I fell into the lifestyle 15 years ago with a bad boyfriend. He was a bad boyfriend, but he, I guess, kind of put this little idea into my head. Um, so I got rid of him, got into another long-term relationship, where I basically was we can be together as long as we can be in the lifestyle. So he was open to that, fully open to that. And when that relationship ended 10 years later, um, I was kind of done. I, I, I had had a lot of these crazy wild experiences and I was done. So I moved back to my home state and I meet Ron. And I would say we were probably on our fourth date, two coffee dates, two really long dinner dates. And on that second super long dinner date, I decided to come clean. Mm-hmm. And uh, I told him about the lifestyle and I told him some of the crazy stories. And I didn't tell you to convert you. I was done. I was done. But I did tell you just to be fully open and honest that you weren't dating a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> so that was kind of the end of that conversation. It went very well. Obviously, we're still together four and a half years later. But um, what transpired from that is about six months later, Ron kind of looked over at me with a little wink in his eye one day and said hey remember that lifestyle stuff you were talking about can we talk about that a little more and so but
3: so Ron what stimulated that thought in your head six months later had you read something or was it our podcast yeah I mean I,
7: you know I don't want to give you too much credit David <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but the podcast, I, I had been listening to well before Carly, so I was aware of this. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't believe that there were people that really had strong enough relationships and were open enough and connected enough to do it, and brave enough, frankly. Because uh, like some of the others, this never would have happened in my first marriage in a million years. Uh, but I happened to be with one of the most confident strongest, Sexy. Uh, sexiest most sensual women I've ever met in my entire life and it just, everything aligned and so everything that I had listened to on the show for five years and um, and being with Carly and just kind of processing it, it seemed to me like it was maybe something that was worthwhile to try so I'm clearly the the virgin among us here the, the newest uh, in what's a pretty experienced group so um, I definitely have some unique Takes on it from being relatively new at it, but it's been it's been amazing for
3: us and amazing for our relationship. So I'm gonna transition from talking about how you guys got into it, and Ron, you're the perfect person to segue into the next one, which is now Carly brought you to your first lifestyle experience. What the fuck? Yeah, that uh, that literally was my
7: reaction. Uh, the first thing we ever, the first major thing we ever did was go to Desire together on a takeover and it was overwhelming to say the least. Um, everyone knew within a few minutes that I was the n- newest person there and had really very little lifestyle experience and that really was the reaction. It, it, was, it was overwhelming. And w- one of the challenges for me in the lifestyle, and um, we, Carly and I talk about it a lot, is I'm, I'm a very connected person. And I, and I need that connection, that emotional connection with people. And I have a harder time um, disconnecting and just being open to immediate experiences with people than maybe some other lifestyle people do. I, f- I feel like I, I kind of sit, sit off to the side a little bit from, from a lot of lifestyle
3: people, and especially for guys, to be honest. So, you know, in any lifestyle environment, like Bliss, like Desire, like Hedo, 50% of the people don't play. So I'm sure you didn't feel any pressure to have to do anything when you went to Desire. No, actually, well, I felt a lot of pressure. uh, But
7: ultimately, Carly put the word out that we were off limits, and it kind of took all the heat off. And we ended up connecting up with another couple once all of the pressure was off. So
3: what was the first experience you had? Did she make you suck another guy's cock? (laughs) (laughs) Well, luckily for me, no. (laughs) Shoot. Glad we got that cleared up.
7: (laughs) But we we met just the perfect couple, the perfect energy for us, very gentle energy, um, very experienced people,
3: but very gentle energy. So how was it kissing another woman?
7: It was uh, very strange. Yeah. And especially with Carly right there next to me. Right, And, you know, in some ways... uh, I know it's permissive and it's consensual. And in some ways, even with her there with me, and we always play together, um, it, it felt like cheating in a way. And I felt bad, but I loved it. It right. was
3: all of these mixed emotions for me. Right. And, and did you go from a kiss to getting a blowjob?
7: Yeah, uh, I'd say relatively quickly. <laughs> and and so, The so women <laughs> are very aggressive in the lifestyle, by the way. Well, they ask first, right? They do. Oh, everything's
3: permissive. Right. so
7: so I've never felt even one time like something wasn't permissive and and I've
3: never done anything I haven't wanted to do and um, how did you feel seeing Carly suck another guy's cock it, it was uh, it was surreal Okay, we're going to get into jealousy in a few minutes. Yeah,
7: yeah. And it was, it was very, very big. I mean, of course, she picked the biggest one
6: <laughs>
7: in, all, in all of Cancun uh, to sit next to us. But, you know, it didn't, that didn't matter because his energy was so gentle. And they were very kind, gentle people. And I think that was probably the perfect introduction for me to, to really embrace it in a way that I might not otherwise.
1: And so how long ago was that, Ron? Uh, About two and a half years ago. Okay. Okay, cool. Very, very cool. Thank you for sharing. Let's go on to the next couple. We've got Laura and George. Tell us about your very first time you shared a couple together or another person together.
6: Um, I think we went to Trapeze, right? And we went to Hollover Beach in the morning and then went to Trapeze um, in the evening and the kind of people we really are is we like to have the connection with people. We like to be able to talk to people, like you mentioned, Ron. And so just a matter of going into a club and just hooking up immediately, that isn't how we play, that isn't our style. But at Trapeze, it's kind of one of those places where you just immediately hook up with somebody. And there was a couple that was there... And I don't remember how it all played out, but basically I had to go to the restroom for a second. And I came back and was he, he was going down on you or you're going down on him or something quickly.
0: He came up to me and he said, basically, he goes, I really want to fuck you. He goes, you look so much better with your clothes off. That's what it was. And I went, okay. Okay. (laughs) And uh, I said, well, if you want to fuck me, I said, your wife has to suck his dick. And uh, she's like, okay. And they came. He came out, and he bent me over and sat him down, and that was it. Rest is history. Yep. Oh, that's that's great. Very juicy, I was juicy, going down on yummy. her, and <laughs> so I mean, it was um, very spontaneous, and it's not something that we normally don't play like that. Um, but uh, it was an experience, and it was one that we probably. Have made it a point not to let happen again Look back. Um, looking back at it because it was just so disconnected and it was like once we were done it's like okay bye, thanks never got and name. never even knew really their names hmm. so um, yeah. later
3: on in the show we're gonna tell the story about how we met at Edo uh, yes <laughs> and there was definite connection there <laughs> definite connection so Jen and Eric I know it's been a while Think back, we, 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 we've circled back to give you guys enough time to go back 22 years.
5: It's yeah. it, It'll be hard to remember, but I do remember our very first time we'd been to a club, but it was off-premise club, so we had to go somewhere else later, either a hotel or someone's party. So we'd been in it for about two weeks or so, and we hadn't had an experience, so we met a couple at eight after party. We were in the hot tub. That's how it all starts. The hot tub is kind of a way to get to know someone in a relaxed environment. So we met this couple we really liked, but I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know if I was going to freak out if I saw him with a woman. He didn't know he was going to freak out if he saw me with a, another guy. And so we were like, I don't know. We were like really nervous. So we were playing in the hot tub. He's kissing her. I'm kissing him. We're having fun together. We're looking at each other. We had, kept checking. We were just checking. four in the hot tub at the time? Uh, I think there was... Oh. May, there might have been a couple other people, okay. but there were the so four of us together. So anyway, our first experience, we started playing the hot tub, and we got through that. But he kept saying, oh my God, I'm not jealous. I'm watching you, I'm not jealous, because I'm having fun. But, but the whole time, we were really nervous. So then we finally ended up going to the bedroom and having our first experience. And again, he was like, I don't know if someone's fucking my wife, how am I going to react? He was like, f- he thought he was going to freak. He was he was cool with it because he's getting fucked by this beautiful woman and so it was kind of like we were both on the same page and we did it together so there was we were surprised there was no jealousy at all in our first experience because we were so excited it was maybe maybe you can throw in that it was a little nerve wracking for you but
4: (laughs) in the initial stage it it, it was exciting because we were both having fun at the same time we didn't have time to be jealous right we were just having fun together having new sex and um, so there was no jealousy Um, but what happens when you're new to the lifestyle for us it took about a year for us to establish what are we comfortable with and what are we not comfortable with okay Uh, jealousy is a very normal feeling that everybody has Uh, we're very fortunate that we have a very small level of jealousy where we have seen couples where it's complete opposite Um, So we were very fortunate that, uh, and and I think a lot has to do with that. You know, I I made it very clear to my wife that we are growing all together. Yeah. Okay, no matter how hot a girl I might have sex with, don't worry about it. Of course, right. jealousy stems so from insecurity. We're solid. We're and solid. So
1: when you are a solid couple like you are, that's why the jealousy didn't pop. Exactly. Little exactly. green head up. Yeah. We get asked that question all the time about jealousy. Everybody out there is interested in how you can be in the lifestyle and be okay with your partner fucking somebody else. So it's great how you explained it. I think yeah. that's wonderful. And
5: we don't we don't try we try to separate the emotions. It's almost like sport fucking is what we think of it yeah. as. You can't get emotionally connected to the other person, and that's where people have a hard time is they, they feel like they have to have that really emotional connection. Yeah, you might be good friends with them, whatever, but you have to know that this is just a fun thing I'm doing. Right. I don't have to, I'm not making love to someone, I'm fucking them. It's yeah. a different thing. And yeah. that's, once you get that concept out of your head, you realize, okay, this is just fun. Yeah, that's absolutely. all we're
1: doing. Uh, we were in the lifestyle about a year by the time I realized that I'm feeling zero jealousy and I actually thought something was wrong with me. I was talking to Dr. Jess. We'd met her about a year into it. I said, how is that possible that I have zero jealousy when David's fucking somebody else? And I thought maybe our relationship was in trouble. And she explained to me how, wow, that just showing that it's such a solid thing that you have, which makes you so secure that the fleeting moment of jealousy you don't even notice because it does come up and go away very quickly. And so I was really, I was concerned for a little bit. I felt a lot better to understand that it means you have a solid relationship george have you ever felt jealous at all even a little bit
6: um i think it's natural naturally initially to probably feel a little bit of jealousy i remember the first time in my previous relationship when i saw you know was she kissing somebody else it kind of just one of those kind of takes your breath away for just that minute and then you kind of just work through it and i think now that i've matured i certainly have matured (laughs) and uh, you know with laura as well is that i know at the end of the day you know, she's the one that I love. She's the one that I'm going, going to go home with. She's the one I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. And so the jealousy is such a small amount of it.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, Ron, I know the insecurity is still there, not in your relationship, but I think in yourself <laughs> in these situations. <laughs> well, thanks for calling me out, Carol. <laughs> how did you ever feel jealousy with seeing Carly or how did you feel
7: inside? So, you know, it's interesting. Um, I have never felt jealousy and um, I've seen her in some pretty compromising positions. But, but the flip side of that, and we've, we talk about it quite a bit, is I also have never really felt the kind of compersion, the excitement for her. I'm happy for her, I guess, but I don't have, uh, I, I've never looked over and been overjoyed. So I think my, my emotions are kind of in neutral. I'm, I want her to have a good time. Um, we always play together so we uh, we and we make an effort to always be connected we always touch or look at each other and and certainly reconnect at the end of a play session together but the lack of the compersion part i wonder sometimes you know i, I wonder about myself because of that
1: I, I can imagine that too because I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm experiencing conver- compersion when David's having a great time sometimes I wonder if he's having too much of a great time <laughs> so <laughs> I don't think that's compersion so I think I'm with you Ron Okay, well I don't feel so bad but you know it's,
3: it's, it's such a cool experience seeing your partner having sex with someone else and you, we're just talking about compersion and finding it a turn on like I love watching a guy fuck Carol. I love hearing her sounds. I love hearing her come. And if the guy's doing it wrong, I'm gonna go over and say, uh, "You need to put two fingers in. You need to put three fingers in. You need four fingers. She needs a full fist inside her pussy now." You go, Carol. That's right. And you know, we've become good friends in the last year. And. Carly and I have really made this great connection. And sometimes when we're fucking, we're we're checking in on you. And I told you this the other day. And it is so nice to see you having such a great time. And Carol's a great lover. And she's someone who sometimes is very selfish, but she's also very giving. And boy, was she giving to you the other night. (laughs) And now everybody knows it. (laughs) But but you said it it earlier when you went to Desire. And, you know, you put out the word that we're the newbies here. And everybody respected the space that you needed. And you're going to see it forever. That in the lifestyle, everybody gets that everybody has their own speed, their own quantity, their own quality that they want. And it's so okay to say, you know what? Not right now.
7: Yeah, and what's interesting for me is the contrast between Carly and I because she, she's emotionally wired very differently than me, and, and she has, a, uh, I think, a very different perspective on it.
2: On the jealousy part, or just, yeah, no, oh, not even, I don't even understand jealousy. It is one of those emotions where you guys have both said it's normal. I have never felt jealousy in my entire life. So I look over and see you with Carol in this particular situation, and it, I'm like overjoyed. I love watching, I love how watching you to both be turned on by each other it's almost joyful for me to see my partner with somebody else I know that's not normal
1: (laughs) So uh, we always hear about communication and of course that's the most important the key is the communication what would you say Gary would be the first time you realize how important communication is in a situation that maybe went a little bit wrong and you had to get out of it quickly
4: well, um, let me start by ex- talking about communication and what it means. Okay, w- we have been married 36 years. To be married 36 years to the same person, you have to have very strong communication skills. And uh, we were fortunate that we both had that at a very young age when we met. Um, so so in a nutshell, if, if we, uh, you know, we still argue and have fights like most normal people do, but when, when it does happen, our communication skills allow us to put the fire out when it's really small, and then we move on with our lives. So that, so, so to answer your question, when we got into the lifestyle, uh, yes, communication was critical, especially the first year when you establish what you're okay with, what the rules are, what, what you're allowed and what you're not allowed. And, yeah, a couple times in that first year, she had to tap me on the wrist, and I had to tap her on the wrist. But that's okay. <laughs> we communicated, and... Uh, You uh, only
3: get tapped on the wrist?
5: I get elbows in the
4: ribs. (laughs) So far, she hasn't beat me yet.
5: So so what happened the first year is I was a little, like, wild puppy, and I'd go off, and I'd forget, oh, yeah, i got to keep him in the loops. Sometimes I'd go off, and I'd be sitting on some guy and almost wanting to hump him, and I'm like, then he'd come up and go... Yeah, I'm over here, too. Uh-huh, so yeah. I always ha- you always have to remember that there's two of you, and we have a role. We both want to have fun together. We don't want one going off having fun, the other one sitting twiddling their thumbs. Right. But I was the one that he had to kind of reel me in a couple times. I, you know, I have a few glasses of wine, right. having a good time. I yeah. see a guy, and I'm like, woo! And then Squirrel. he kind of uh <coughs> I'm here, too. That's, oh, yeah, sorry, I've got my husband. So yeah. now we try to make sure that no matter what we do, and if we do something separate, which we do, we check in and we're both having fun together. Not one's having fun, the other one's not. As long as we're both comfortable with it, but that's where the communication came in. And it took us a good year or two before we knew our rules. We didn't yeah. know what our rules were. Yeah,
1: yeah, no. absolutely, I see that. So Laura, when you first started into the lifestyle after you knew what it was all about, you met George, well, you started going out with George, and it came up about this New Orleans. Did you
0: already have the communication skills in your relationship to deal with it? We did. Um, I. I I'm a prober. When I and when we got together, I asked him, "You would," and he would tell you, I,
6: "You I, should have been a lawyer."
0: <laughs> Just question after question after question, and um, topics and discussions, and um, I, nothing was off the table. I, I talked about everything because I needed to know who is this person. Is this person right for me and do I want to even be involved with him? Um, so we right off the bat to have a really good strong communication and then it, and there's been times where afterwards um, after a play session or if something happened like there was one time we were with a couple and he was going down on her and he looked up and he goes, "You taste so." delicious and I was with the other guy and I went what because in my head that's what he says to me right, right. and I'm going oh, wait a minute wait you know minute, yeah. so afterwards I said listen <laughs> you can say anything you want to say but don't repeat stuff that you say to me Personal when things. we're making love yes um, you could say you taste great. You can eat whatever. But yummy, Laura, yummy, Laura, yummy. But what if
3: I spent down on you, which I did, and I said you taste delicious.
6: Would that be okay? Then you sound like him? Well, the problem is all our I are, also look like it. So the so okay? problem is all the blood goes from this head to the other head. Always. So we don't think right. You know it's it's a guy thing.
3: And, and 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 I was listening to Susan talk about, you know, her and Gary. Well, Oh, I was talking. I was. I was listening to Jen talk about her and Eric, and she's me. I'm the one who did, made all those mistakes at the beginning. Yeah. And it it opened up our lines of communication. And when Carol communicates, sometimes it's very, very loud.
1: And he doesn't like to be yelled at, but I'm a yeller. <laughs> Sorry, babe.
3: Well, I, I just I
0: think after. it's so important to talk about it in the moment yeah. and yeah, not absolutely. let it and not let it sit. Yeah. Um, because and even if it if it was a wrong perspective or you know look I didn't mean it like that it just make yeah. makes you feel better yeah absolutely to, to talk about yeah, it I agree. For sure. good good so you guys you newbies in the lifestyle have
1: you come up with a communication issue that's either giving you problems or that you've overcome before you even had a problem
2: Oh, no. I mean, we certainly are still working things out. I mean, we're, we are the new ones, and even though I had years ahead of time, I mean, I have to look at this as a completely new relationship and how we approach it. So we're definitely still learning, wouldn't you say? Um, I'm the guy in this relationship that I just want to fucking go to bed and he's my girl he wants to cuddle and talk about it and I'm just like oh my god so I'm having to learn to be a girl and talk about emotions and how we're feeling Um, but we've certainly hit some bumps in the road I would say uh, one would be I think the biggest one was last cruise and we're very good about communicating as a group when we're communicating with another couple um but for some reason we had met somebody separately and he gave me his phone number um and ron knew him well and we were trying to set up something i don't know whatever but he and i started kind of sidebar texting each other it it never even hit me that i was being inappropriate and until he pointed out to me and you know so you know all 15 years in the lifestyle and experience you can still muck it up pretty Mm -hmm. pretty quickly Mm -hmm. with something stupid like that so but it's
1: good that he brought it up and then you put a halt to absolutely yeah explained
2: you know huge apologies and explained what I was thinking and not to justify it but just to say definitely my mistake yeah but um, as we evolve I've learned that my I don't want to talk about anything um, attitude isn't what's gonna work for him so we usually decompress afterwards, and then even the next morning we're still talking about it, and then probably this afternoon we'll hit a little more topic too, so.
3: <laughs> you know, we have, we have a good friend, Dr. Nancy Sutton-Pierce, um, and we've been to many of her workshops, and she's one of the best sexologists out there, and sometimes when you're having these discussions, she explains that all the person who's talking wants to hear is thank you for sharing that's it no defense i'm sorry thank you for sharing and move on because sometimes well carol and i I say thank you for sharing like 20 times a day (laughs) okay um but sometimes the other person just needs to speak get it off their chest and all is good
1: yeah absolutely it's so important to keep that communication going we're just going to take a minute and communicate about topless travel we're going to remind everybody that this is the sexy lifestyle podcast we are carol and david we're chatting with three couples on location on the bliss cruise in the dining room with lots of noise going on around us you've probably heard everybody in here partying and having a great time as we usually do now let's just tell everybody about the amazing trips we have ready for next year
3: Absolutely. And you know, um, topless travel um, provides the sexiest and most erotic vacations ever. Um, and, you know, you, you just simply have to book with them. We talk about it all the time from Hedonism to in Jamaica, Desire in Cancun and all the Bliss Cruise experiences topless travel just absolutely needs to be your number one choice
1: their trips and adventures are all about the people and the sexy fun experiences that they have so let's shout out to their exclusive sexy host couples including party mark who are there to ensure that you have one hell of a sexy vacation
3: yeah and you know we go on lots of the topless travel trips and listen up we're going to be back at hedonism 2 for another sexy silver event from february 25th to march 4th 2023 we would love that if you join us there. And um, listen to this. In 2024, yep, I'm already talking about 2024, topless travelers put in together not one, but two bucket list trips from which we'll be broadcasting live. Uh, The first one is March 2nd to 13th, 2024, where we'll be exploring exploring the ancient pyramids of Egypt, followed by a seven-day riverboat cruise down the Nile in Jordan. And the second trip, we're going to be heading to Kenya for an African safari to witness the Great Migration, a little bit like glamping in the wild. From September 2nd to the 11th, 2024. Now, on both these trips, space is super limited. Um, We're sold out at about 70%. So
1: So if you don't want to miss these amazing adventures with your like-minded friends, then go and book your rooms today. For more information about these trips or any of the topless travel events, go to sexylifestyle.com and click on the topless travel events link to book the sexiest and most erotic vacation ever. And also let's just remind everyone that if you're looking for an online open-minded community to find compatible people and events in your area, simply join sdc.com and use promo code 30314 for your first month free
3: all right enough with commercials you know we're carol and david this is the sexy lifestyle and now it's time for our favorite part of the show where we get to talk about great sex because
1: well great sex matters and we all deserve it let's get back to the show talking about the lifestyle with our three sexy fun friends by starting with uh, i guess we'll start with jen and eric what is your favorite type of swinger play is it orgies is it singles is it in a group guys girls threesomes foursomes moresomes
5: So, when we first got into this, we didn't know what we were into. We tried the threesomes, we tried occasionally the single guy. For us, ultimately, we're a couple on couple. We, we do participate in orgies with other couples, which is fun, but we find for us, what works for us is the two of us playing together with another couple. Um, you know, we had a lot of fun, like once we went to Hido and we met a single guy with two beautiful women and brought them back to our room, and that's unusual, because we don't usually do the single guy thing. Cause two guys and a girl is not his thing and two girls is fun but we ultimately decided that couple on couple is where we want to go and that's what we do. doesn't mean we do, don't do other stuff but that's what our goal is and I don't know if you want to add anything Eric?
4: <laughs> I think um, you pretty well covered it uh, you know we had so many experiences it's hard to remember them you know but uh, I can share one with you if you would like that was kind of out of the norm, outside of the box, sure. if you want. Um, and, uh, okay, so we were on a cruise. And we're walking around the playroom, you know, looking potentially to hook up with some couples or whatever, you know. And uh, so at one point, um, there was a, a bench or some chairs. And we're sitting down. And Jen starts uh, to um, get me hard, right, my playing with me and touching. and So, um, uh as that's happening, there's a lot of people around, and people are watching and looking. And uh, next thing you know, there's this uh, fella who's walking by with his uh, wife or girlfriend, and he's got a chain and a collar in her neck, part of a fetish thing, I would think. And uh, by the way, she was blindfolded, and uh, she was amazingly attractive. Like wow. Okay. So they're walking by. So. Then at one moment, um, the fella leans to Jen and whispers something in, in her ear. And she didn't have to ask me. She knew the answer was <laughs> yes. But what he asked her is that, are you okay if she gives your husband a blowjob? Didn't have to ask me for that. <laughs> right. So, uh, so then she, uh, he brings her over with a chain, and she kneels down right in front of me. She's blindfolded, but she asks me permission. She says can I suck your cock? And uh, I had to think about it. No, I said, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So she proceeds to give me a a most amazing blowjob. Okay. But what made it very exciting is, was all these people around watching. And I had learned that earlier that that's one of my fantasies is being watched when I'm having sex with whoever. Uh, That's a turn on for me to have. So There was, you know, the the whole place was just all there watching this girl. Give me, so it was an amazing experience. And did you come? No.
1: It's hard when you're under performance like that. Yeah,
4: yeah. But um, well, I mean, she wasn't down there for like like 20 minutes. Okay. You know, it was like maybe a a few minutes, and then still. And then and then she thanked me. You know, she says thank you very much. Oh god. You're so very welcome. (laughs) Well, that sounds uh, like fun. And then they moved on. You know but uh that was uh, you know something that doesn't happen every day so.
1: right right excellent very very nice so george and laura what is your favorite type of uh, swinger play time
6: i would say spontaneous number one and probably couples because um, we as we talked about before we kind of enjoy the connection you know the social connection of meeting somebody um, but i would say couples you know we've we certainly had you know more but um couples like you. So Laura, have like you ever experienced any kink or
3: BDSM dungeon play? Yes. I knew that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we actually own a St. Andrew's cross. I knew that too. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so what what what, what in, when you guys play with that type of we'll talk the kink side. Is that something that makes you tingle? Is that what gets you wet?
0: It's, um, I, I love having the senses taken away. So blindfold, having being restrained gives me that sense of I have no power. And I'm giving up that power to somebody else. Um, so, and in my job, I'm very, I have to be making decisions. And I'm the one in control, whereas in this role, I'm not. And I get to just sit there and be pleasured. And so... Not rough. It's not rough, but just enough to, you know, to touch the skin and tingle the skin a little bit.
3: So, um.
0: And yes, it makes me very wet.
3: So, you guys remember the first time we met, right? Oh, yes. And uh, your wonderful husband (laughs) knew something that tickled your fancy, Mm -hmm. and he spent some time organizing it, and it was your birthday, right? Yes. And you want to describe it?
0: Well, I, being, I was on the dance floor, and the next thing I know, him and another couple that were there with us um, came up and blindfolded me,
3: Right. Took and walk.
0: Carol and the other woman started walking me away uh-huh. somewhere, and we were going downstairs, and I, it was very uh, nerve-wracking. <laughs> I was very nervous. I'm like, where are you going? Where are we going? Um, But they took very good care of me, and they got me down to a bed and undressed me and laid me out on the bed and then restrained me on this bed. And then it was one, two, three, four, five hands all over me and mouths all over me. And
3: different cocks in her mouth and cocks in her pussy. Yes. And she was just there.
0: Yes, couldn't move. It was hot. It was very hot. Jo- George
3: really <laughs> understood what one of your, we we'll call it fetishes or kinks were. But as I
6: remember, I think you got restrained too. That was after because okay. it was my no, birthday. Well, right. It was my birthday. Yeah, but I too. thought on that same, yeah. Yeah, the that same, same ex- that same experience. Yes, I thought. Yeah, that's yes. what I'm absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have any cocks in my mouth though. <laughs>
3: You didn't remember that? No. I would remember that, but no. But it was, it was a very hot experience, and it's one of those lifestyle experiences, and we're going to get into the rest of you in a second, that we will remember forever because it's the first time we had met you guys, and we just connected, right? It was like we were friends forever.
6: Yeah, yeah that's really true.
1: One of the things I did want to ask you, not just about your birthday, but when you are doing your kink um play time. is it always george who's the the dungeon master
0: or do you like changing up the dungeon master as well well usually it's george uh, but we have had we've introduced uh this kind of thing to another couple that we are friends with um, so they're just getting into it and learning about it and we've had the pleasure of of teaching them some Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. and introducing some things and so and we've allowed them to reciprocate and stuff like that so yeah so
1: it's a great example of how people can be in the kink world and not be swingers or you can be swingers and be in the kink world there's no real right way or wrong way there's some overlap in both of these but it takes a lot of trust
0: yeah absolutely takes a lot of trust
3: so we're gonna leave Jen and Eric the end to tell them their story about us because we've known them the longest and the story that they're going to tell is spectacular but i want to get to carly and ron and since you guys are still evolving what do you think is your favorite type of swinger play and and we've seen you in a couple of orgies on the ship we've seen you one-on-one you've come to visit us in montreal we did a little party what like, tell us a little bit about where you're moving into in terms of what, what's your favorite type of play.
2: So I'm going to possibly throw you under the bus here. I think Ron's favorite play so far has been with our unicorns. Would you say he's nodding? Yes. Yeah, I, th- I think for sure. <laughs> so I joke. I'm like, if there is a unicorn anywhere within miles, they will hunt Ron down. So he's we've. So had, cute. It's adorable. They love him, and so we've had um, quite a few experiences with unicorns, which I'm happy with, and he loves. I think he has slight, that a little bit closer connection, and he doesn't have to worry if I'm having fun or that type of thing. So so, so Carly. Yes.
3: We know you're not bisexual but you're not anti playing with women correct yeah would you like to have a threesome with another man
2: he's brought that up a lot um i don't know the answer to that because that's one thing i have not done um is a threesome on the male female male so so ron
3: ron yes david how would you feel with two cocks in the vicinity you
7: know i I want to try everything. I want to experience everything. So I'm not sure a lot of the things discussed so far today we haven't done together and I haven't had exposure to. And I'm open to all the experiences and then maybe figure out and understand how i'm feeling afterwards Great but I'm, I'm open to the experience uh-huh. but
2: i i i'm going to jump in because i think david's hinting toward a conversation we had a couple days ago
7: right oh you mean him being the second
2: yes yes oh,
3: i'm a little slow apparently
2: <laughs> and oh i'm not because it's discussing my vagina because
3: because c- we were talking about the double vag two cocks we and carly's pussy yeah yeah. And
2: that is something I'd have to say falls into a not a I must have fantasy, but a what's it like fantasy. So it has been brought up several times on this trip. I have been open to it, so to speak. But uh what the double badge?
1: very full <laughs> i love it <laughs> i love this full that. What it like? and as long as the guys can stay hard and stay in it works well yeah. for me anyways yeah. i'm riding on top and then usually david comes in from behind that's usually what we found works for me so uh yeah it's just full it's deep it's good for yeah. me i love it
2: i have a feeling um because i know david that this might possibly get to happen before the end of this trip we still have two more nights so <laughs> to be continued as long as ron it you want
3: to ask Ron if he's in for that, too?
2: Darling, are you into two cocks in my little vagina? <laughs> he's laughing. <laughs> yeah. He's got. He's kind of got a shell-shocked look.
7: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll try anything once.
2: <laughs>
7: even with David? Yeah, yeah, well, the, the, even if, if, yeah, the even with
6: David part is uh,
2: <laughs> more with David. Of course.
6: We love him.
7: David's our dear friend. He, he, he is. is he that is a fact. It's
6: him. only kinky the first time.
1: <laughs> Thank you, George. Um, <laughs> Do you go on, want to tell us one of your favorite stories that you've experienced so far, whether it's on the
2: ship or somewhere else? Oh, I. Oh, oh yeah, no, this is my. I, that was going to be my answer anyway. It's about. It's my favorite story involves playing with you two. So. Uh, super fan here when we realized it was david and carol on the boat and i'd listened to a few of the podcasts but
1: that was on the last cruise the last right?
2: cruise um when he realized it was david and carol he was like he was like a super fan running up to a britney spears like oh my god it's so good to meet you and i'm always a quiet shy one and I, I was like i'm so embarrassed but we ended up thank goodness for them because we ended up having dinner together that night and then um And then we decided to go play. And so they have uh, this room on these boats in the solarium and they put all these four poster beds with these shears kind of whipping in the wind and the lights are down and it's warm and misty and the noises are so erotic. And so that was where our first experience was with David and Carol. And it literally, even with all my experience from previous, it is one of my favorites because it was so sensual and steamy and, And fun and Carol is unbelievable and David wowed me and we both felt so connected to them and I think it just that's how you start a beautiful friendship
3: it it absolutely was Mm -hmm. but it's my turn to throw Ron under the bus
2: okay let me hand over to Ron oh boy so
3: we're we're in the playroom playing and we're all naked and again Ron is new to all this and he has his idol carol naked her tits her pussy everything there squirting squirting <laughs> a lot by the pouring. way pouring carly and i are getting it on and all i hear is ron talking uh-huh. and i said ron
1: stop talking and just fuck her yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> But he was in awe of the
1: squirt. We were discussing how much squirt was coming out. Yes, it was disturbing you, but he was in awe of the squirt.
7: It's astounding. I've never seen anything like this in my entire life. It was a shower. It was a porn happening right in front of me.
2: At one point, she's on top, and she kind of sits up a little bit, and it is literally just dripping out of her. I've never seen anything like that in my life. That's why we came up with our top waterproof
7: blanket.
3: Oh, yeah, it all all came together in that moment.
2: (laughs) No.
3: All right. So, um, you know, we're coming close to the end of the show. We're going to let Jen and Eric tell their story about something that was very special to us.
5: Okay, I'll start and maybe you can end with yep. the after. So, we get invited to their wedding. It was a pink theme. Everyone's wearing pink. But we knew there was going to be an after party. So, you're kind of going around saying, I wonder if they're invited. Oh, they're cute. Are they go to the after party, but there was relatives there and then there was. You know, so so at place. our wedding,
3: we invited our lifestyle friends and our vanilla friends, but we didn't tell our our lifestyle <laughs> friends who the other lifestyle couples uh, were because we never out anybody. Yeah. So that's, what's, uh, that's what Jen is talking about, that she they had to figure out who the other swinger couples were. Who was going were. to the
5: after party. So it was a beautiful wedding, and I uh, I can't remember what the name of the place was, but it was really a really unique place with artwork and it was really kind of cool so anyway we get pictures taken and we just couldn't wait like we're going to this after party so maybe eric will talk about the after party but uh it was a suite on the top floor of a hotel and gary you can tell us what you do after a wedding a lifestyle
4: well it was nine years ago right but uh, i have one memory in particular that happened that night that i will share with you but first of all, it was an amazing suite, right? You over overlooking downtown Montreal at night, the lights, the atmosphere was just perfect for a, a lifestyle party. Um, so um, all I remember is that we're all there and next thing you know, all our clothes is off and everybody's having sex with everybody and it was a great, great atmosphere. And then at one point, we all take a break. So we're all sitting around here and there and I'm sitting on the couch and everybody, we're all nudes sitting around. And all I remember is this one gal walks by me, trying to walk over people's feet, and she accidentally spills her drink on my penis. Just a few drops. So the first thing that came in my mind is, you know you're gonna have to lick that off. And she proceeded to, to lick it off. But I do remember it was the most unbelievable blowjob I've ever had in my life. Okay. Uh, we got
5: to talk about them. Oh. We got to talk at them. So here oh, yeah. we were. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but what I'm saying is that we got to say, we didn't s- just didn't go to wedding. We fucked the groom. We fucked the bride. Now, how many people could say they go to a wedding and they fucked the groom and bride at the after party? I think everyone got to fuck them. But that was really, really cool. Like... Have, a, you know, congratulations and I'm going to suck your husband's cock Like, that is just really wild. We
3: joke that at our, our wedding, you didn't just kiss the bride, you fucked the bride.
5: It, <laughs> was, it was a lot of fun and it was beautiful. But I
1: think we did have one rule. He had to fuck me first before I got oh. to fuck every other guy in the room. And so that was our only rule that night. Yes. So we had a king-size bed in this beautiful suite, and I had told David that whoever he fucks, just make sure that the wet pad is under her butt, and if she's going to squirt, it's going to be on the waterproof blanket, because we only had one with us, and the bed was much bigger, and it was not ours at the time. We had developed a bigger one because we didn't have the right size. So. At the end of the night, the party was over. We literally stopped because someone was banging on the door at four in the morning and telling us to shut the fuck up. (laughs) That's how the party ended. But afterwards, we go to bed, and what do I see in the middle of the bed? A massive wet spot. Because he likes to teach girls how to squirt. And he said, oh, my God, I don't remember who it was now. So-and-so squirted, and the blanket was not there. I go, well, then you have to sleep in that wet spot. Literally, I said, on our wedding night, he uh, slept in the wet spot, and it was not my wet spot. (laughs) Yeah, that'll teach him. That's when we developed the blanket after that. We needed one to cover the whole king-size bed, not just a part of it, because it's never there under the right butt at the right time when she's squirting. All right, so we're coming to the
3: end of the show, and I had mentioned earlier on that we're going to talk about fantasies, whether they've been fulfilled or not. So, Jen and Eric, you get to go first. Do you have a fantasy that you haven't fulfilled yet that maybe you want to experience on this cruise or on another one of your upcoming vacations?
5: That's a good good question. I mean, one of the fantasies I did fulfill was in Hedonism, where I thought it would be fun to... Have a single guy with a few women, and we arrived really late. Our flight, our flight arrived at midnight. There was no one around, and there was a whole bunch of people in the hot tub. They were really attractive, and uh, we're not into single guys. This guy was single, but he brought, he made friends with two beautiful young ladies that were there, and they were, they were a lot younger than we were. Um, and I always had this, I had, a, I always had fantasies with having an, another guy, which we never really did. But it was just really cool because. We just get there, next thing you know, they're all in our room and it's like Eric was like, you know what? He says, Usually I don't like single guys, but we were all having fun together. So to me that was such a turn on to have the single guy with the two girls and there was someone for everyone. Nice and I mean, most of our fantasies we've in this we've been in for a long time, we've done it all. But that was one of my favorite things That's is just cool. meeting someone in the hot tub spontaneously midnight and just going with it and it was hot. It was very, really hot. Very, cool. But. So
1: George and Laura, what about a fantasy that you guys either still share or you've had your best fantasy
0: so far? Well, we've shared very, you know, quite a bit of fantasies. Um, but I think one in particular that I would love to have fulfilled for George is to have him with four women and watch. For me to just sit back and watch four women just... beautiful. take care of him
3: okay so i've had that for my 50th birthday i had five women Mm
0: -hmm. and i will
3: tell you george being someone who understands anatomy physiology and the body there's not enough space on a guy's body for five women
1: that's why it's a fantasy honey
3: but i i got to live it so when you get the four when you get the four women okay they'll be busy on you but it's okay that the four women are also playing with each other at the same time. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> now, now. Wait,
1: wait. He's going to go, thank you for sharing, David, as if he didn't know that
0: already.
3: So, why is this still a fantasy, Laura?
0: We just haven't had the right moment to make it happen.
6: Maybe we can get Malcolm to make an announcement. Yeah. I don't think we need Malcolm. Just give me a few minutes.
1: So i guess we're going to enter the show and i guess we're going to finish off the show with your fantasy mm-hmm. what are you going to share with us
2: it's interesting there's not a lot i haven't done um so with the exception of what we were talking about earlier i've really experienced most so my what i'm enjoying is all of these new experiences that, that i'm seeing it through ron's eyes again so um i know we always laughed that he'd never been to a house party so david and carol hosted a house party for ron um he'd never been to an orgy and he has now done two on this trip alone um so i i think it's just watching it's all brand new for me through him and living his best fantasies so um, do you have one specific
3: well he was telling me about you putting on a strap on and doing him up the ass (laughs) i
2: I, I must have missed that one (laughs) so did i apparently (laughs)
3: This whole thing is a
7: fantasy. The the entire lifestyle is a fantasy. I mean, I can't believe I'm married to a woman that not only allows this to happen, but encourages it and is supportive and enjoys it and loves it. I can't believe the friendships that we've created, including David and Carol, but, but others as well. Um, It's for me those are the best parts of this this entire thing has been a living fantasy for me And it's done within the safety and and confines of of our relationship We have incredible communication, and we're very very blessed, and I know that I I can't imagine doing this with another woman because Carly in so many ways is uh, Fulfilling so many fantasies, but in this safe and secure way that I think would be hard for a lot of people to really understand
1: very very well put wow thank you guys so much for sharing everything
3: all righty that hour sure went quickly um you guys are absolutely amazing uh jen and eric thank you so much for being here
5: oh we loved it thank you for inviting us laura
3: and george thank you
6: thank you and i just want to say thank you for your podcast because you're you are my entertainment on my way home from work every day on my bike i
3: love it and carly and ron I
2: you. love you guys. Thank you so much for being I, part of our lives. I can't
7: believe I've been listening for five years and I finally
3: made it on your show.
7: <laughs>
2: yeah, 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 yeah. Well,
3: you know, thank you all for being here. And we want to thank all our listeners once again for being there week in and week out, supporting us for six years, 350 episodes. I think we've had 400 guests. We have a million listeners. So keep telling your friends. We're going to keep having great shows with great guests. And uh, hopefully we'll be talking to you in six more years so um, join us again next time for another hour of the sexy lifestyle where we're talking about sex sexuality sexual health and pleasure and all the fun ways to spice up your sex life and live happy healthy and always horny that's it for our show today i'm going to see if i can do this carol and i carly and ron laura and george jen and eric send you lots of love and great sex please stay safe and of course stay sexy everyone until next time